Welcome to the Flourish Podcast. Thank you for joining us for this episode as we learn, grow, and flourish together as a community of women. Hi, this is Penny. Welcome to our Flourish Podcast. Thank you for joining me today. We've been working through the acronym TREES in regard to building strong leadership teams. As I've mentioned so many times during this little series, having strong teams within our local church empowered my efforts. It released me to do so much more, and it impacted every member of the church in a positive way. I cannot overstate the value of investing in and training strong, cohesive teams within our local churches. Today will be our last lesson in this series, and I want to cover the letter S for servanthood. It is so important that any leadership team, or any team for that matter, does not even have a hint of an elitist mindset. The entire objective of a strong leadership team, whether it's one that the pastor or pastor's wife is working with, or the worship leader, or anyone else for that matter, is to serve others. It's to care for others and to come alongside them. I took this entire TREES acronym from Isaiah 61, 1 through 4, with the culmination being that those who receive this type of anointing from the Lord and from others will result in becoming oaks, strong, established people who are looking for opportunities to rebuild ancient ruins and former devastations and to repair ruined cities. Not to have a position, a title, extra favor or friendship with the pastor or their wife or anyone else in leadership, but to serve others well. A leader is someone who emulates the character of Christ and they inspire others to follow. And that's largely through service. This ideal and objective should ultimately permeate every other woman or person in the body. It should eliminate cliques and hierarchy in any way. We're actually looking to be exemplary in our attitudes and and in our actions. I once did a um, six-month training for a team of women, and I called it Beyond Ourselves. And the premise of it was that our lives are not our own. We belong to God, and we have to continually be looking beyond our own selves for our day-to-day life and and what our purpose and objectives are. Psalm 100 verse 3 says, Know that the Lord himself is God, and it is he who has made us, We are, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. I belong to God, and he takes incredibly excellent care of me. But I want to represent him well. I want to lead in the way that I'm emulating him. I emulate his character. That's my hope and my goal. My mom, who was a lovely Christian and and just really represented God so well in her life, she used to say, only one life too soon twill pass, only what's done for Christ will last. And that's how she lived her life. These teams that were being trained in the churches we pastored ended up doing a great deal of the work within the church. They moved people, they counseled people, they helped with practical household things, babysitting, 
cleaning, packing, doctor visits, all type of things. They just looked for opportunities to help others. They influenced people by their lifestyle and by what they shared or what they taught, but mostly by their kindness, their availability, and their servanthood. I remember one of our team members, a precious friend of mine, had a very long commute and it was over, uh, she had to go over the mountain um, in Johnstown to come back and forth to any type of meeting or training or anything, church service. She never complained. She always made herself available. She had definitive, challenging things going on at her home, but she just kept serving with such a great heart and a great spirit. One member of the team, she served in organizing dinners, events, decorating, basically anything I needed, I would just have to give her a call and say, hey, are you available? Could you possibly you know, help me organize this thing? And she immediately was on the spot, not because she felt compelled or she would be in trouble if she didn't do so. She had a heart to serve. She had a servant's heart. I remember one member of the team saying to me, I'll just do what I'm asked whenever I'm asked. What mindsets, what hearts? And let me just say, these were strong, feisty, opinionated women. There wasn't a wimp among them. But they understood what it meant to serve others, and that was their desire. They understood authority in such a way that it was never about hierarchy, but always about teamwork and like-mindedness. One time, I sat down with the members of my team, and I said, hey, I want you all to share with me some things that where you feel like you've been called up in your life to a, 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 a standard. And what are some non-negotiables when you think about teams and you think about doing life together and you t- think about serving within the body? <clears throat> and I'm going to share some of those things, or what they said, what it means to be a good team member. One, a leader can't lead without being a servant first last, and always. Two, being a leader will cost you time, money, effort, sacrifice in so many ways. Three, compassion for people is non-negotiable. We and they need healing in body, mind, and spirit. Four, forgiveness is given to all all the time. Five, we must be free to speak into each other's lives in order to grow. Hmm. Six, learn the basics and the heart of what it means to live by faith and to truly learn what it means to live by faith. You cannot teach and lead others in what you don't understand yourself. Seven, We must stay in his presence. We must learn what it means to have intimacy with God and and a true relationship. Eight, we must be in covenant with God and each other, and relationship is the key. Nine, gossip will ruin a church. Everything is open and differences are settled right away, face to face. No offenses are allowed to remain We will always confront one another in love. 10. Authority and proper authority is taught and understood. 11. Be together, be dependable, go the extra mile, 
be friends. 12. Have fun together. Sometimes hang out and laugh. 13. Know what commitment looks like. Meet together on a regular basis to learn and to become dear friends. 15. Give team members opportunities, assignments, responsibilities. Delegate the work of the ministry to them. 16. Believe in them. 17. Don't be afraid to show your own vulnerabilities. 18. Don't be afraid to ask real and hard questions. Be genuine with one another. 19. Make yourself available. And then, of course, there's always one in the group. Number 20 is brainwash them. (laughs) One of my team members thought that would be fun to add that in there. She happens to be the same person that when someone chided her about being a member of the Hall of Fame, she said, are you kidding me? It's the Hall of Pain, not the Hall of Fame. So she's quite the the funny lady with a great sense of humor. And she said, oh yeah, you got to brainwash them. (laughs) I guess sometimes it probably felt like that with the level of things that they were being taught and that were, was being poured into them. And frankly, the responsibility that was on their shoulders to love and to serve and to give them themselves, it, it probably felt like it took a bit of brainwashing to get to that point. But all in all, (coughs) excuse me, as I said, they were, an incredible joy to work with all of the teams that I worked with. And so that's going to conclude our little series on raising up strong teams within the church. I encourage you, if you have not uh, begun to do that within your church and you are in a position that that could fall to you, I'd encourage you to consider rethinking that and, and come up with a plan, come up with a strategy, come up with the right folks that you would like to invite into that with you. So thanks again for joining me for this podcast and for this series. Next time, I'm going to begin a series that I have entitled Relating to Your Adult Children. I have learned some difficult lessons throughout my life with my eight children about how to better relate to them as adults. And so I'm going to go over some principles that I've learned throughout the years, many the hard way. So join me for that. It, it could be quite enlightening. Love you all. See you next time. Thanks for listening to the Flourish podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode and share it with your friends. For more information about Flourish, our annual conference, or to join our community of women, visit nrpflourish.com. See you next time.